0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you are brand new to this show, this show is all about a little known card game called Magic the Gathering, where I talk about various topics involving Magic the Gathering, where I talk about anything from deck techs to new sets, to God, my my cube, m- magic news going on, uh, Pro Tour Grand Prix news that's going on, and... I also like to bring on guests that range anywhere from content creators to pro players to cosplayers and many, many, many more. So, before we begin, let's get some announcements out of the way, as usual. Uh, Magic Wizubi will be at Grand Prix Orlando from August 10th through the 12th. We will also be at Grand Prix Atlanta from November 2nd through the 4th. And Magic Wazooby can be found on the following iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Uh, we're also on YouTube if you can just search for us at For Magic Wazubi, or you can do YouTube.com slash Zubatron, that's uh, Z U B A T R O N. You can email me with any questions you may have at MTGZuby at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at Magic Wazubi, on Facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And yeah, I think that is about it um, as far as where you can find me online Um, we're also sponsored by uh, manatraders.com if you are tired of renting decks or i mean not if you're tired of renting decks if you're tired of buying decks on magic online for events that you may have that you may want to play like ptqs or you know anything like that or some leagues and you just want to rent the decks for a very cheap and low price compared to what you'd be spending on buying the cards look up manatraders.com and use coupon code mtgzuby on checkout that's mtgzuby mtgzuby MTG ZUBY. Uh, I just can't get it out today. And you can save 15% off your first three months when you check out. Uh, uh, we are also sponsored by LegitMTG.com. If you have, you know, in need of sealed or singles for paper products, um, you can look at LegitMTG.com and any order over $2 or more will save you a lot of money because it will be free shipping on any order over $2 or more. Definitely check them out. They've been a long sponsor of the show for a very long time and I just have nothing bad to say about them. I love them, love working with them and hope to continue to continue to do so. And they're also opening up a new game shop. It looks like up in Kentucky and I really need to take a road trip up there and go check it out and, you know, say, Hey, what's up guys for, you know, you've been sponsoring me for so long and yo, 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 here I am. Um, yeah uh also we have a patreon if you want to check that out as well at uh, patreon.com slash magic uh, a lot of tiered rewards out there um and yeah they're all really cool and definitely check them out and yeah i guess we can go on to the rest of the commercials and yeah hope you enjoy the show man i wish there were others who like retro video games like me Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt. Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh God, my house. So, what is this episode about this week? This episode is going to be all about content creation, starting up Uh, Now, a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is geared towards making a podcast, but you can also apply a lot of what I'm going to be saying to YouTube videos, content creation to articles, um, anything like that. But before we get into that, let's talk about my week in Magic. Uh, When did I last record? I last recorded July 4th, and since then I went to the M19 pre-release and did absolutely terrible. I mean, when I say absolutely terrible, I was, you know, vying for first place in the final round in the fourth round and i just completely lost uh first round the guy just swept me completely and then in the second round i open up my seven hands or my seven hands my my seven cards and see one land i'm like okay i'm gonna mull down to six mull down to six no lands okay uh mull down to five no lands again, and I shuffled the crap out of the deck too, and that's what was most frustrating, even when going down to five, I had no lands, and then I go down to four, and no lands, and then I just shake the guy's hand and say good job, you got first place, and it was just, it it wasn't even a very fun pre-release to begin with because, and there was nothing wrong with the shop that I went to, nothing wrong with the people, anything like that it was just, I opened up complete crap, and when I mean I opened up complete crap, I opened up complete crap, nothing Good at all. Um, No limited bombs, nothing. I had to make blue or black white flyers with enchantments and very little removal I got. Uh, Probably the quote unquote most removal I got was counter spells in blue, and I'm like, I'm not going to splash blue just for counter spells. Um, I probably should have, but. Nah, live and learn. It was not a very good experience. It, my deck, even though I did win a few games, it still didn't even feel fun playing it because I wanted to experience some of the mechanics and some of the new cards of M19, and it felt like I was just playing a starter deck, you know? And it just it wasn't fun. I had zero fun, and plus, I was also really not feeling like peopling at the time. I, I sort of forced myself to go out and towards the end I'm just like I just want to go home and just cuddle up in a blanket and just not want to be around people and so that's been the only magic I played Um, Yeah, I've got some ideas for some EDH decks brewing And that's about it. There's really nothing else going on with me magic-wise. I'm really hoping to get some M19 drafting in this weekend when this comes out. And hopefully really experience some more of what M19 has to offer. Because it seems like a pretty decent set to draft. It's just I did not have a good experience at all with it. So, there's that. Um, Anything else new with magic going on? Um, Not really. I mean... (laughs) I don't have much news to really report as far as my magic game playing is gone. It's I I really need to stream some magic again. And I've just been I've been ridiculously busy lately. It's just insane how busy I've been um, because work is getting crazier and we have a lot of projects going off the ground at work right now. So I've been working later, um, just been working at home and just so busy at work, I just feel like I can't get anything else done, and yeah, we're actually going to be talking about that in the in the podcast, in the whole content creation deal, so um, fun stuff yeah, so that's really been my um, experience with magic playing, uh, probably the most exciting thing I've done is I did some yard work today, and if you're watching the video, I'm completely exhausted right now um, I'm really pushing myself to do this episode, just to just energy wise because I went out there and I was just trimming trees and that's not really hard work or anything. It wasn't really exhausting, but it was so freaking hot. Florida weather has been ridiculous lately and it was, I had to battle a bunch of spiders and I usually, I don't mind spiders or anything like, yeah, okay. But when you're trimming trees and you get to the first line of branches that you're cutting and you're like, oh, okay, let me go spray for, you know, Spray the the pesticide and you know kill the spiders off because there was a lot of them. And then you're like, okay, all right, they're dead. Good, you know. Wait a few minutes. Then you go and start trimming the rest of the trees. And you get to the next line of trees, and I was like, oh, there's even more spiders, and they're getting bigger as I get deeper into these trees. And yeah, and then you spray them again and kill them, and then you just, oh my god, (laughs) I wanted to burn down my house. It was so bad with all the spiders. Yeah, like I said, usually I don't mind spiders, but it was it was just bad, really bad. So that was probably the most exciting thing I've done today. Not really. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think as far as other stuff that's going on at work, it's I'm interviewing for a new position. And I got to say, maybe I need to do an episode on how to write a resume and how to interview properly, because my God, there's so many people out there that don't know how to write a resume and so many people that don't know how to properly interview on the phone or face to face because Jesus Christ. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, they don't teach that in school or anything, but man, this social decorum is gone down the hill. Like no one has it anymore. It's so many people are so uncouth. It's that snobby zooby getting out of the way here. But, anyways, uh, the main topic of this episode is about content creation and really a lot of the steps that I have taken in creating content. And before I really get into that, I want to talk about how I got into content creation. Um, So I know I've talked about before on the show and on VCR Gaming that I was a part of the StarCraft community for a very long time, and I really wanted to make content for StarCraft. So what I did at first was really stream and it didn't really take off because at the time the only popular streamers were the people who were like the pros or the really really good players at StarCraft. And this was back in Justin TV days before Twitch came around. And then when Twitch, then it when it moved to Twitch, um, you know, I tried my hand at streaming StarCraft again and just never really picked up because one, it was no one really wanted to see a gold uh, platinum league player really play and i was trying to be entertaining and all that stuff but at the time everybody only wanted to see you know pro players play so that that never really took off but as far as magic content creation goes so i want to say i think it was during m15 i tried some youtube videos where i talked about my drafting experience or like sort of vlog like Uh, episodes where I talked about my drafting experience or, you know, how I played standard that night, something like that. And it never really took off. Um, You know, I tried to share the content around and never got any feedback and got a lot of bad feedback that saying, oh, no one would ever kind of watch this content. You know, everybody just wants to watch deck techs and all that stuff. No one wants to watch vlogs. And um, at the time, I do know there were some you know, really popular Magic podcast out, and you know I'd listen to them, and but I never really wanted to do a podcast. I wanted to keep doing YouTube videos, right? So um, that never really took off. So then I tried my hand at writing Magic articles, and I did a bunch of deck tags. Um, I I was mainly featured on org, which was sort of like a Facebook esque type Magic the Gathering website. If anybody remembers that, um, I wrote on there for a while. And then I had my own blog that I wrote Magic Articles on. Um, oh, fuck, I don't even remember the name of it. I still go to it to do some HTML editing, but I don't remember the name of the blog right now. I, I don't even think I have it named. I may have gotten rid of the name. But, you know, I, I was trying really hard, just really breaking into article writing. And then, as I've told the story many times, my buddy Corey who's actually written and produced the music that you hear on this podcast and on vcr gaming podcasts as well too um told me i should look into doing podcasts and it just started from there and you know two years later here i am on episode 121 i never thought i'd make it this far um i really thought i would do it for a few months then quit i don't know I I still wonder why I still do this podcast and not not in a bad way. It's just really, there's really sometimes it's like, why the hell do I keep doing this? I mean, I love doing it. I I enjoy the hell out of it. It's just really some weeks where I'm like, wow, I can't believe I've done it this long. It's been over two years. I've had over 300,000 downloads of this podcast, which is freaking amazing. Um, And I hope to try to break 400,000 by the end of the year. Can we do it? I don't know Um, with the way the stats and analytics are looking like it doesn't look like it may happen, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping I'm I'm trying, Uh, I'm trying my best here. And that's why I started doing these video podcasts as well, too, to maybe see that I can try to break me into the YouTube realm a little bit more. So, I mean, that's, I guess, the basic gist of how I got into content creation and and so. I know I sort of glanced over or glossed over the um, doing the podcast part, but a lot of what I'm going to be talking about is a lot of what I personally did in terms of starting my podcast. And like I said, you can relate a lot of this to starting up articles, YouTube videos what have you in terms of content creation and this isn't only related to magic um by the way this can be related to anything you know you want to do content for dnd um video games um you know cooking baking you you name it whatever you can you can utilize a lot of these things um for that too as well now there are going to be podcast specific topics i talk about during this episode so you know bear with me on that part um so, I guess let's just begin with it, right? All right. So, I, I've, I've listed these in three separate sections um, called the beginning, the middle, and end. We're going to start at the beginning. The beginning of starting your journey of content creation. So, the beginning, um, you want to come up with the following. At least, and like I said... This is what the process that I took in terms of starting content creation. So the beginning, you want to come up with the following. What type of content are you going to want to make? Are you going to want to do a podcast, uh, videos, articles? Um, you can do vlog type style, you know, where maybe there are shorter videos. Um, and, you know, really try and brainstorm, okay, what am I good at doing? You know, am I better at writing than I am talking or doing videos? Am I good at editing? You know, some not all the times people are meant to be in front of the camera or be on the mic, right? So, I mean, and that's okay. Maybe you're better at being behind a keyboard and typing out your thoughts and feelings, and that's perfectly fine, too. Um, That's what I did for a very, very long time, uh, write articles. So... You know, figure out what type of content you want to make. Now, as far as podcasting goes, what kind of podcast do you want to make? Um, now, relating to magic content creation and magic podcast, uh, what kind of magic podcast are you going to have? Is it going to be a generalized podcast sort similar to mine where you talk about anything and everything magic? Um, is it going to be format-specific podcast where you talk about standard, legacy, modern, commander, cube, limited, what have you, right? Um, So really just sort of try to figure out what you want to talk about. And in terms of magic, you know, what kind of format is your show going to be? Uh, I personally like doing more generalized magic content. And when I first started the podcast, my goal was to have it be for more of transforming yourself from a, a casual player to a more competitive player. And along the lines of when I tried and failed at trying to become more of a competitive player it's now gotten down to i my content would be geared more towards casual players more than anything nowadays and that's not bad but i mean it's that's not to say you know competitive and spikes and johnny's wouldn't enjoy my content as well it's just not for them and i don't focus on that um target audience there i really try to make this open and available to all yes I do curse on the podcast and I have been trying to reduce that even though when you listen to VCR gaming I curse up a storm because that's sort of my grumpy old man podcast where I like to just get everything off my chest and complain a lot I mean hell I complain a lot on here too so whatever (laughs) you know so like I said number one is come up with the format of your show or your content Uh, number two figure out a name Um, that may sound easy, but it's actually really tough to try to figure out a name that you want to come up with. Um, I have, I still have the list of names I was trying to figure out for the podcast. And what I did was, so what I did at the very beginning was I just started a Google drive, um, folder on my, uh, Google account. And I just opened up a word document and just typed out, typed up a bunch of names for the podcast and the four, um, titles of the podcast that i had were um obviously magic with Zuby was the winner because that's the title of the show now um then i had Zuby talks magic summoning sickness and Zubi cast um, so i don't i wish i still kept all the other names i wrote down because i, did, I was just typing up a bunch of names and then i deleted the rest and i st- stuck with those four and magic zoobie is the one that won out And, um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot harder than you think of trying to come up with a name and it's, you know, sometimes I, I, I didn't even want to start, um, the type of, you know, type of episode or the episode format before I even thought of a name, you know? Um, and then the next thing that I worked on was a logo, um, because branding is very important when it comes to your, uh, podcast and important to your content as well too what kind of logo are you gonna have or you know something more simple um you know there's plenty of people online that you can freelance to and there's a lot of good people in the magic community as well too that you can reach out to for logo design um a website that I use a lot of to help me with just simple YouTube thumbnails and even some logos and business cards is canva.com that's c-a-n-v-a.com that I use for my logos logo design and business cards um really simple to use website and even though I do have my degree in graphic design it's I don't even use it anymore so it's um you know logo is important Um, it may not be it's not a show stopper if you don't have a logo right away but if you're going to proceed with your content you're going to need one you know Um, so then next and this is referring to podcast only um, is what kind of hosting provider are you going to have for your podcast Um, now yeah. You know, a lot of people do do podcasts now on YouTube and that's fine. I mean, that that's perfectly fine. That's what I'm trying to do now too, is trying to do more video podcasts in order to get it out there on YouTube. And I do re- also released my, released my um, audio only podcasts on YouTube, which, you know, I don't get many downloads at all anyway, because who's going to want to listen to a video the whole time? Um, but you're going to really want to look for a good podcasting host, podcast hosting provider. Um, the one I personally use is ShoutEngine.com. ShoutEngine.com is 100% free. Um, if you somehow become very, very, very successful in terms of downloads, um, the only time you'll have to pay is if you go over 10 gigs worth of bandwidth. And they have really good analytics. Now, the analytics aren't the best. Um one of the issues I have with the analytics is it doesn't tell me where a lot of the downloads are coming from, like what part of the country. And it doesn't really give me any demographics of, well, what phones are downloading my podcast? Is it mainly iPhones? Is it mainly coming from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio? I don't really get those kind of analytics for it. And and from what I've seen with iTunes analytics and Google Play analytics, they're, they're, it shows... If I go when I go to iTunes or Google Play and look at the analytics it'll show, oh there's zero downloads for an episode and I'm like, "No, that's not true." Because I know there's people out there listening and there's people that have downloaded it and it's, it's sometimes a little demoralizing when you see that. But, you know, I personally use shoutengine.com. They're, they're 100% free. I will say their support is not the best. They will get back to you eventually if you have a problem, but they are not the quickest. Um, There is SoundCloud, but after you do like X amount of hours on the free account, you then have to pay for it. Um, there's also Spreaker, which is the same way you once you do like X amount of hours, you have to pay for it. So, if you're just starting off with a podcast, I would highly, highly, highly recommend looking at shoutengine.com. And there are so many other providers out there that are good, but a lot of them you have to pay for. And if you're really just starting this off for fun and you don't have any intentions of, making money or if you do want to make money on it eventually you know you want to monetize it then even still Shadow engine i have i've had very few problems with them i mean and when i do have problems it's i can figure out ways to resolve it myself and their support isn't said, that isn't the greatest but it's it has it's for it being free it has very decent analytics and it's um you know it's free. And uh, um, like I said, unless unless your podcast is getting downloads like on Joe Rogan level, you know, getting millions of downloads a day, you're going to be fine. Um, My podcast gets anywhere from on a daily average, it's about one to 200 downloads a day. And then on a release day, it's anywhere from on average it's about 600 to 1,000 downloads a day. Or that day when it releases. And then, of course, the second day it's a little bit higher, but usually after the second day it's been out, it averages anywhere from one to 200 downloads. And um, yeah, it's the, the other downside to the analytics that I've noticed is it doesn't tell you, it'll show you how many downloads are in that day, but it doesn't tell you exactly what episode was being downloaded that day. That's one thing I don't like with it. But yeah, um, so podcast hosting provider would be one of the things that's really important. So coming up with the following, as I'll say, again, the type of show, type of content you want to make, the name, very important, logo, very important. And as far as podcasts go, podcast hosting provider. Now, sticking with podcasts here for a little bit, um, what's also very important with podcasts, and this is something that I see a lot out there with the Magic community and this is not really and I'm not going to name any names and I'm not trying to downplay anything because I don't have the best sound quality but I feel that my sound quality has improved as I've gone on but there are a lot of shows out there that start off with really bad sound quality. Now, if you go back and listen to my first episode, yeah, the sound quality was bad. All right, I do... I'm 100% with you there, but I but I have learned tricks here and there, and I've been trying to make it sound better and better as each week goes on. Um, but I've even heard some podcasts out there that are like two, 300 episodes deep, and their sound quality is atrocious. It's like they're using a gaming headset to record. And, you know, that may work for them, but when... I guess me being picky and me personally, I don't like really bad sound quality because that just to me, that just shows laziness and a lack of caring if I have to be honest here. Um, So, Really, do learn some basics of sound editing first of all. Um, I use Audacity for my podcasting, recording, and editing. Um, I and I am not an audio engineer by any means, and this is just stuff that I have learned as I've gone on. Um, so one of the things I would really recommend is record a few test segments, maybe talk for five minutes or even less, just to sort of get a basic gist of how you're going to talk on the show, and then. You know, then learn some basic, um, editing, uh, tricks in audacity. Um, and even if you have an inexpensive mic, like I have the blue Yeti right now, it's not the blue Yeti pro cause I don't have an XLR interface or anything, but I started off with an ATR, um, what was it 20, 2100 or ATR 2600 USB mic. And it's it wasn't that bad. I mean, for a sixty dollar mic, that's not bad at all. And I did get a pop filter and a windscreen for it, uh, which the windscreen was like maybe ten bucks, and the pop filter was maybe ten bucks too. So overall, I spent about eighty dollars, and I did get a mic arm, which was I think about twenty dollars for that. So overall, I spent about a hundred dollars on my mic setup at the beginning, and then I've just recently updated to the Blue Yeti. Um, this earlier this year i think that's when i did it i can't remember exactly when but it was this year um so once you record some segments uh what i would really focus on first is learn some of the basics of eqing uh when you're I'm, i'm i'm watching my audio go up and down now when you see it peak like that depending on which part of the scale it's on like i'm not an audio engineer person and you really have to listen for it is do you have too much treble in your voice do you have too much bass in your voice and you have to learn the eqing um basics of okay maybe i need to give it less treble here maybe i need to give it less bass here and then really trying to find a happy medium there's a lot of guides out there online to t- to help you you know find some basics of sound ending. there's even people that will give you templates you know audacity plugin templates for your eqing to really help you out and that's what i've done i've found some templates that i use and you know i'll apply it to my show and maybe if it sounds good awesome if it maybe maybe when i listen, listen over a few parts and it says okay maybe i don't really need to equalize the treble or bass here and i'll just keep it as is and you know that's fine too um another thing to really look at is your audio compression now audio compression like I said, i'm not an audio engineer i don't know a, a lot of the technical terms for audio editing but what i've learned with compression is to sort of fix any errors and that you may have um, I, I use a compression template to where it'll sort of find and fix some of the bass and treble that the EQing may not have gotten. And like, is it definitely go online and look that up as well too, because that is such a major help in making it sound better and sound tighter and more professional as well. And then one of the last things that I do is, you know, there are sometimes when you EQ it and it'll sort of shrink the audio in and maybe it's, you know, a little bit below, you know, one decibel. And then when you compress it, it may make it go really high. It'll sound really good, but sounds too loud. Uh, that's when you want to normalize the audio, where you keep everything in the audio, make it not go, you know, above negative three decibels. And that's very important too, because sometimes, like when you get too close to the mic like this, it sounds bad. So, and then if you're too far away, you know, it sounds like I'm having to yell as I talk here. So what normalizing does after the compression is make sure everything's at the same level and that's very important and very key. And those are some of the three things that I do when it comes to sound editing. Um, and as I said, and I'll stress this again, good audio quality is key when first starting off. Like I said, it it's okay if your first couple episodes aren't the greatest in terms of audio quality, go back and listen to magic Wazoo episode one. It sounds terrible. All right. And I, yeah just just, it sounds bad but as I've gotten on and progressed it's I've eventually gotten better at least I think it's gotten better in terms of audio quality Yeah, there are some episodes where it doesn't sound the greatest especially in the past few months because I've tried some different things with it you know and see like hey maybe if I do this with the audio quality like it sounds good to me but then when I go and listen to it after it gets uploaded it's like okay well I can see where I messed up there and it doesn't sound the greatest so you know and don't be afraid to try different kind of audio editing techniques I mean what I do isn't for everybody it's not perfect so and what you do may be something better and different and if you do know something better then yeah, by all means do it if you're a sound guy or a sound person, then go do it. Good for you. Um, One of the other things that's really important to do for a podcast is do a sample episode. Um, And get used to what your format of the show is going to be, like what's going to be your opening, your intro. You know, What are you going to do in the beginning of the show? What are your topics going to be about? How how are you going to discuss everything? Now, if it's a podcast like mine where it's solo, as you can tell, I can talk and talk and talk and talk and not stop. Um, you will notice sometimes there will be a short little breaks, especially on the video, because eventually I do need a drink of water, but I can just keep talking. And if you do have a co-host, you know, really try to do a sample episode to see how you two play off each other. Or if you have more than a co-host, if you got three people on the podcast, um, to really do a sample episode and see how you all play off each other. Like, and, and with a co-host, it is tough because one person will naturally try to take control of the show and be more talkative than the other and you know that's fine one person may be the lead host and the other two may be the co-host or you know or the other person may be the co-host depending on how many people you have and you have to really just find that dynamic of how how the flow is gonna go right so um, as far as for myself it's I knew I wanted to do solo at first and then bring on guests if I wanted to and I feel like I do better by myself and as you can tell I talk a lot and it's I mean this is very cathartic for me getting it all out and you know at first it wasn't easy it felt like a chore just to talk for five minutes by myself now 30 minutes has already passed and I don't even know what the heck happened. I feel like I've barely been talking for five minutes and, you know, before you know it, it's going to be an hour and you're going to hear me listen and ramble. So it's, it it takes some practice and getting used to, especially with the flow of the episode. I mean, the recording is the easiest part when you're doing a podcast like this. So do a sample episode, figure out how the flow of the the episode is going to go And, you know, don't be afraid to change it up too. if you're not satisfied with that. Maybe you want to do some little tweaking. So what I do when I create an episode is I have my intro, which you hear at the beginning. And then I have the beginning of, okay, what magic did I play this week? And then I get into my main topics and talk about that. And if I I've been trying to do better with Q&A questions and answers, and I do that at the end. And um, that so that's my basic flow of my episode. And at that point. You really need to figure out when you're doing a sample episode, maybe even a couple episodes in, you want to really figure out what type of show do you want it to be. And what I mean by that is the, the editing part. Now, my show, I knew early on I did not want to do a lot of editing post-production and episodes where I've had guests and I've had to do a lot of editing because there's audio desyncs and that happens. Um, those take very, very long time. So I knew... I wanted to have a podcast that sounded more natural as I talk. I want it to be, I want you to hear my mess ups because that's how I talk. I screw up a lot when I talk, you know, I get my tongue twisted and tongue tied and I mess up words and you know, that's just me. And I want you all to see the real me when I'm talking. Right. So, you know, it's, I knew in the beginning, I wanted it to be a more natural feel as I talk. Um, and it's not bad it's the 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 plus side with it being more natural is it takes less time to edit in terms of you know cleaning up any dead spaces and all that stuff or dead air um but if you want it to be clean and concise because i do hear some podcasts where it's there's no dead air at all between when one person talks and the next person talks and it's that takes so long to edit and it's it's a pain in the butt and I've done it many, many times, especially when I have interviews and it's, and I've done it before too, when I've been solo and it just takes too long. And I just personally don't have a lot of that time to do it. So for me, natural works better, you know, figure out what you want to do. A lot of people do prefer to be, to have their editing sound clean. There's no dead air, no ums, us. but I want you all to experience the real Zuby, the real me. Right. Um, so, I mean, especially when you're doing the sample episode and I should have put this at the beginning, this next bullet point, um, this should have been like right after coming up with the following, what kind of content content you want to do is create a Google drive, OneNote, or Dropbox account or write on a notepad. And what I do for this is I use Google drive for all my show notes. I use it for all my ideas and title, like topics that I want to talk about skits that I may have in the future. Um, I When I first started the podcast, I wrote a little list of, okay, what are topics I can talk about in Magic? And I wrote down this entire list, you know, deck tags, books, and you name it. I, I can make an episode on it. And it's what I love about Google Drive and even OneNote and Dropbox is you can take it with you anywhere you go. You can open it up on your phone. You can put it on your laptop. You can put it on your tablet. And, you know, if you have an idea for a show or something or a topic you want to talk about, you just whip out your phone or tablet or whatever and just, you know, jot it down real quick. Um, and like I said, I use Google Drive and I've been using it since the beginning and I still use it to this day. Um, just going over my Google Drive real quick, when I look at my Magic with Zuby folders, I've got a, a folder specifically for DND for Magic with Zuby. I've got um, episode ideas. I've got... You know, YouTube ideas, skits, um, some of the ads I've done in the past, some of the Twitter polls I've done. I've got my analytics spreadsheets to where I keep track of downloads every month and so, so I can sort of do a history check of, okay, what months have been my bad months in the past few years? Um, and then in each folder, like my episodes ideas folders, I've always got a template for my episode outline. I've got lists of topics to talk about, um, interview questions that I may ask, you know, I mean, I've done so many interviews now, I don't need that anymore. But it was really helpful in the beginning, so I know what to talk about. Um, And then I also put every single episode that I've ever done, I name it, you know, Episode 121, 120, 119. And I put it in a folder called Finished Episodes. And I can go back and look at that to say, hey, what were some of my show notes for, you know, Episode 83, right? Maybe I talked about something that I may want to bring up again. So... You know, I feel like that is show notes are also very important for podcasts, you know, to give you ideas and topics to talk about, but also just writing basic notes of just you've got an idea for something, write it down. And then, you know, when you're coming up with, you know, writer's block or content creation block where you just can't think of an idea to talk about, look back at your notes. That's what I've done so many times where, you know, I release this show weekly, yeah, out of the two years I've done it I've missed maybe five to six weeks I think maybe I mean maybe a little bit more I don't know but um it's I've been I've been trying to be pretty consistent that I release it on a weekly basis and yeah there's there are some weeks where I just don't have an idea of what I'm going to be talking about and you know that's okay and that's why I have my notes to help me to try to figure out you know sort of you know jostle or jostle my memory or jostle my mind you know invigorate it and all that um so yeah definitely create something i mean if you have a notebook you you like writing down notes more and that's more your style take that notebook with you everywhere make it a small little notebook um yeah and lastly for the beginning part record at least a minimum of three full episodes before going live with your podcast um one of the reasons I've seen that repeated over and over and over again is because you can you at least have three episodes in the can and you don't have to release them all at once you can release just the first episode and then your second and third episode you can release you know in the next following weeks depending on what you're scheduling your output schedule is mine is weekly so some there are some times where I like to record a few episodes ahead of time so I can give myself you know two to three weeks off, um, especially with interview episodes that's one thing I do enjoy with interview episodes where I can get two to three interviews done in just a couple days and then I just put them in the can and you know set them for release on you know in a few weeks and it, give, it gives me a little bit of a break you know um, because you do need that so like I said, record a minimum of three episodes before going to live. You don't have to release them all at once and just, you know, at least it gives you sort of three weeks and maybe give you a little bit of feedback uh, from some people, too, as well. So that is the beginning of making a podcast. And like I said, I know that did focus a lot more on podcasting, but some of these tips and tricks can relate to articles and YouTube videos as well. So next, we are going to tackle the middle. All right. <clears throat> next we are going to get into the second part of content creation what i dubbed the middle the middle is you've already have a few episodes out and now you need to try to figure out hey trying to get people to listen to your uh, podcast or watch your videos or read your articles uh the first thing the first topic that i have is marketing and promoting yourself um one of the things that I recommend doing is setting up social media. Now, if you're already on social media, great. Awesome. You know, but if you're not, you really need to look into setting up social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit and Google Plus um, and create specific accounts for your podcast articles or YouTube video. Create an account just for that. But it, or maybe you can just use your personal accounts for it as well too. Um, create a Facebook page for your content, you know, and or share it with friends and family first. Um, Create an Instagram, you know, taking pictures of magic cards or whatever it may be, right? Um, So one of the things that I've learned uh, when it comes to social media is you want to be genuine. You don't want to just be a spam bot. You don't want to just spam your, excuse me, you don't want to just spam your content out there and not be engaging or socializing or anything like that. You want to actually talk with people and you want to come across as more genuine more than anything. And not that we're trying to be deceptive or anything like that. It's just, you know, people aren't going to respond well if you're just... All you're doing is just spamming your content all day, like saying, "Hey, watch this next video." Hey, listen to this new episode. Hey, read this article. Right? No one's gonna really. I mean, yeah, you may get some clicks and views and downloads, but you're not gonna you're not gonna really get that many unless you're completely lucky. Um, so don't overdo it when promoting yourself. Don't spam other people's feeds. Don't beg for listens and likes. No one likes that. I mean. <sighs> It may work for some people, but I don't. I mean, if I see someone begging for listens or likes or anything like that, I'm just gonna be like, nope, delete. All right, and don't sound desperate. Don't sound. I mean, we've all been there where we're like, hey, I really want people to listen to my stuff, um, but or or watch your stuff. But really, desperation just stinks, and you don't want to come across as that. And some examples of it may mean you know. You may post a sad little thing on Facebook or Twitter, like, oh, you know, no one's watching me on Twitch or YouTube, and I just, I just really wanna, you know, be liked and all that stuff. It's like no one likes that, you know. I mean, no one wants a pity party. And like I said, you like I say, you may get some views and likes out of it, but come on, be real here. I mean, n- no one wants to hear you, you know, beg and plead and barter and all that. J- just be real with yourself. Um, and you know, it's. It does take a while for that kind of organic growth, right? Um, I've had my Magic Azubi Twitter since the beginning for two years. And while I feel like I've gotten a small bit of success with it, and that's because I've really tried and gone out there to be genuine and talk with people and, you know interact with them on a day-to-day basis and even though a lot of who I interact with are other content creators but I also interact with a lot of players and listeners as well too and you know I really try to come across as genuine and that I'm not just spamming my content all the time Um, even though there are some days where it feels like I am because I may not be able to talk with people or reply to everything that I get on online and i just may be like hey check out my latest youtube video yeah it does feel like that trust me i get that feeling too if you follow me on twitter because twitter is where i'm most active and i'm pretty bad at instagram but yeah that that's um just going over it again don't spam other people's feeds don't i mean the the one one of the things that i see a lot of new people do and Is they will try to constantly tag in the biggest creators of that whatever genre of content they're doing with magic. I see so many people try to spam, you know, the professor and wedge and, you know, whoever else like, like, oh, you need to watch my videos. Oh, you need to check it out. And or they'll spam channel fireball and all that. It's like, you know, hey, you may get lucky and they'll check it out and see it. But I mean, come on it's those guys are so big and so busy that i'm sure they get so many people like hey check out my content and all this i was like don't bother them with it to be honest i mean majority of the time they're not gonna watch your stuff just just to be honest here um and you know it's a lot of it is just talk with other people and other creators that are around the same size as you and you know really try to work together and there's nothing nothing wrong with that with talking with other small small creators too don't try to shoot for the stars right away um another thing is really research seo and tagging especially when it comes to youtube videos seo being search engine optimization tagging your videos properly and that doesn't mean just put like a million tags in your video like oh hey this is magic the gathering this is mtg and anything like that really put descriptive titles in your videos and your podcast and or interesting titles too Uh, descriptive is better at first and put descriptive uh, tags in your videos as well too now that may not do anything for you at first but I've had a few videos where I put a descriptive title and some tags and then I didn't even know you know, like, six months down the road, oh, hey, that video's had over, like, almost 2,000 views by now. And I'm like, wait, what? I didn't even... I forgot all about this thing. Um, like I said, that's not for everything. And But if you get used to that habit of doing descriptive titles and tagging, people can and will find your content. And it has to be content that's relative. No one's going to go and look up your, um, you know... Aisha Tanaka banding deck that you made on YouTube and yeah I'm talking about myself here so (laughs) no one really watched that video um, because no one's really searching for Aisha Tanaka so yeah when you're making videos and podcast content is you want to make you know relatable content and content that's you know relative at that time Um, and you know when it comes to using scheduled messages such as Hootsuite or um Oh, what's that other one? It's that like fire something that you can use for Twitter and Facebook. Scheduled messages is fine, but don't overdo it. Um I've made mistakes where I overdid it for a long time and I wasn't really interacting with the audience that much. But um using scheduled messages is fine and maybe just do it Couple times a week, and you know, just to really get your content out there. Like, hey, maybe just do it for your newest video or episode that you did for maybe a day or two and just get it out there. Um, oh, also for tagging, uh, a thing I forgot to talk about is hashtags for Twitter. You know, really look at what the popular hashtags are for the content that you're making. You know, MTG is hashtag MTG, and whenever there's a newest set coming out, it's hashtag MTG, the three letter um, set name. So and you know do some research on twitter tags and instagram tags and like i said see what people are searching for and posting as well too um and i guess the last thing to go to talk about is what i already kind of reached on before is when it comes to marketing is people want the authentic you people want to know who you really are they don't want some robot they don't want some fake personality too now obviously that's not to say hey you can you know, you should be rough and tumble and completely uncouth and, you know, just be an asshole and all that stuff. Hey, if you can get away with being an asshole like some people can be and be clickbaity and all that, hey, good. more power to you, do it. I mean, I don't condone or approve of that, but, hey, whatever gets you clicks and views and money sometimes, um, sometimes that's the name of the game and especially when it comes to content creation, creating those clickbaity titles and being a clickbaity person. So, um... But yeah, I feel like people are going to enjoy you more and you're going to have more personal success if you are the authentic you, if you're being who you really are, you know, and if people enjoy that, you know, people will start flocking to you instead of, you know, some fake persona that you may have. Um, Another thing that is also hard when it comes to the middle is when you're constantly making content, maybe for a while is keeping up with the content, too there is with magic there is so much content being made and i don't just mean by the top the top of the top um there's so many small youtubers and podcasters and people writing articles that it can get really overwhelming to keep up with it all and i'm at the point where there's very few magic podcasts i actually really listen to on a you know, on a consistent basis because I have so many other podcasts that I love listening to and it's just, it's hard to keep up with it all. And especially when it comes to magic content, some days it's so hard to keep up with all the news and you know, all the happenings with it. If it's not something major, I usually ignore it when it's a small little thing. Maybe magic online implemented a small little feature. I don't, I, I don't read about it or I don't think about to talk about it because it's, it's something so you know, small to me that I, it doesn't affect me in any way. And it, and sometimes it's hard to keep up with it. Um, you know, what you can do to try to help yourself, keep up with it, make notes. That's where the Google drive, OneNote, you know, Dropbox comes in handy. You just make some little notes. Um, you know, and what I talked about before was creating a master list of topics, your show or, you know, videos or articles can and will talk about, you know, I like to think of that as a well of ideas for when you're blanking out on a topic to talk about that week. You know, as I've said before, there's many times where I can't think of an episode to talk about and I'll look at my well of ideas and use that talk about a topic from there. So I guess to go over again, just for the middle, it's it's a little bit shorter than the beginning is marketing yourself. Don't overdo it. Be authentic. Be the real genuine You and keeping up with the content that can take a while and it can be overwhelming and yeah then we're going to get into the end here where we talk about some more stuff all right so the end uh let's get into the end topics here uh first one on the list is a very very important one and that's consistency uh first you need to figure out what your release schedule is going to be. Is it going to be weekly, daily, twice a week, once every other week, you know? And depending on the kind of content you want and the release schedule you want to give yourself, now that doesn't mean you have to adhere to that release schedule. I adhere to a weekly release schedule since I've started, and, you know, that's worked out well for me because I can manage to take a night or two and get a show done. Um, So... You really want to create yourself a schedule for when you're releasing content and figure out, you know, what your release schedule is going to be uh, when it comes to podcasts. What I, as I've mentioned before, I like to record a few episodes ahead of time. Sometimes to give myself a few weeks off when I know I'm not going to have time to maybe do an episode or something. And and it's also giving yourself a little vacation too, where, you know, when comes time to after you get all those episodes out that you've had in the can, you f- come back feeling f- refreshed and have a fresh mind and new perspective on things and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, and if you are going to miss a week or two or maybe a month, you need to take a month break. Please let your audience know. So especially if you start gaining an audience and a following, let them know that you're taking a break and there, and I just want to say there is nothing wrong with taking a break. I have a problem with taking a break because I push myself too much and I enjoy doing this and I want to make sure I get a new episode out there for you guys every week. And it's something that I'm trying to work on. If I really want a week off, I'm just going to take that week off. And what I do now is if I know I want to take a week off, I'll just record another episode ahead of time. Um, So yeah, consistency, consistency, consistency. Try saying that three times fast. Um... It's gonna be it's one of the biggest downfalls for new creators is they're not consistent. They'll release a whole bunch of new content for like a month or two and then just stop. And it was because either they burned out too fast or they weren't consistent with it, you know And don't release too much at the beginning as well too because you may burn out on ideas that quickly and which I'm going to be talking about that in a little bit in burnout and fatigue. Um, next is, Stats and analytics now a lot of people probably groan at that because you know it's sometimes it's not important in the beginning but when you're doing content for you know six months or more stats and analytics can really help you determine what kind of content is successful for you you know. Um, It's very helpful in determining what type of content is resonating best with your audience. Um, I have stats and analytics from the past, you know, two years, two and a half years that I've been doing this. And it really shows me what months are my weakest. And then I can go and look back at those months were my weakest and what kind of episodes that I have that month, you know. And then if I look at my really good months of downloads, I can see, oh, what did I talk about you know those months too, so it really helps me gauge what content resonates with my audience and what doesn't. My worst episode I ever did that didn't even break a thousand downloads was um is an episode last year right before Ixalan came out. I couldn't even pronounce Ixalan at the time. I was calling Ixlaxon and um, I still mess it up too, by the way. But um, it was where I pretended to be the the crew from Star Trek the original series the whole time and they are exploring the planet of Ixalan and you know it was a really stupid episode but it was probably the episode I had the most fun doing out of all of them and it didn't even break a thousand downloads and you know what oh well it's I haven't done that again because I was planning on doing a next gen episode where they explore the planet of Ixalan right after you know 100 years after Captain Kirk and all that but I decided not to do it and That's when I also took a little break, too, because I needed one. I was burnt out. Um, You know, once you get a few months' worth of content, it's worth it to go see and what type of analytics and stats you have at that point and determine what is doing well. And especially with YouTube, YouTube has such good analytics. You know, it tells you the watch time, you know, who watched it, where they were from, and, you know, and what's a good release schedule, time, time as well you know what days are good too um and depending on the type of content you're producing know that many others are probably doing the same as you there's a lot of other magic podcasts out there that are doing the same thing as i'm doing but you know what i do i don't let it keep me down i figure out what works you know if there's you want to do deck techs right there's so many other people that are doing deck techs out there what's gonna what's gonna be different about your deck techs right Oh, you can do crazy memes and all that stuff, and maybe that works for you, you know, uh, Pleasant Kenobi does that, you know, he injects a lot of memes into his deck text, nothing wrong with that, it's not my type of content, but it's other people's type of content out there, I enjoy the type of deck text that are just straight and to the point, you know, hey, here's a deck, these are the cards that are in it, um these are why the cards are in it this is what works with the deck here you go that's all and that's that's all i really need but some people want more entertain entertaining deck tech so what can you do better in terms of deck techs you know are you going to be straight to the point are you going to be entertaining or funny you know what is it going to be and you know what you you look at other people how they do theirs and use that as a foundation for yourself and expand upon it right so there's Nothing wrong with doing what everybody else is doing, but try to put your own spin on things, and you know, figure out what works for you. And if it works for you and you have a good time doing it, people may find it and may enjoy it, and you go from there. Um, so, a- anything else about stats and analytics? Like I said, I use that very heavily. Um, there are some times where I'll have an episode comes out, and I think it's going to be a really good episode, right? Like, oh my gosh, I I worked hard on this episode. Barely breaks a thousand downloads and I'm like <sighs> you're just sort of like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" And then I have an episode where it, it at least in my mind I can tell I barely worked on it. I slapped the content cr- together in last minute before I recorded slap the show notes together five minutes before I recorded and it gets like 15, almost 2000 downloads. And I'm like, what the hell that's there are some times where it just doesn't make sense on what's popular, at least for me. Um, and what's going to be popular, what resonates with your audience. Sometimes you think, you know, your audience and then other times they will just straight up surprise you. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so, yeah, like I said, once you get a few months of content and in, ch- dive into those analytics. Um, so growing your content, you know, you, everybody wants to grow as a content creator. Everybody wants their content to become more seen, more popular, more downloads. You know, everybody has that, you know, far off dream of oh I want to be famous in this community. Right. I, I, I want to be, you know, the top dog. Not everybody has that dream, you know. I personally would love to see my podcast grow even more now. I wouldn't want it to overtake my career or anything, but if this became a serious side business where I was making r- some pretty decent money, you know how I'd love for that to happen, you know, and I'm, I feel like in two years I've had some success with it. And, you know, in, in terms of growing my content, the, these are just some of the things I have to say. Um, first question, is this a competition? with it in some ways it is and in, in some ways it actually is a competition and it's not the kind of competition that you may think um, so I'm part of a Facebook group of content creators and um, Wedge from ManaSource posted you know that hey YouTube is not a competition and I kind of see where he's coming from from a YouTube perspective but when it comes to podcasts you know you, you could almost apply it to the same way but the thing is that in a way even though you may not see other content creators as rivals, but in the simplest terms, and just to put it down to brass tacks, you're fighting for people's time. Now, who you're not going to get everybody to listen to your podcast or watch your videos or read your articles, and it, it is a competition the way you're fighting for their time, you're fighting for them to show, hey, you're worth You're watching your videos, you're worth listening to your podcast you're worth reading your articles and there is some of that competition now the other caveat to that is should you view other content creators as rivals or or as competition unless you're a twitch streamer no if you're making videos podcasts, articles reach out to other content creators and be a guest on their show do do a video with them or something you know Engage each other's audiences where you know hey I I may bring a guest on that has you know 10,000 you know subs on their YouTube videos and I bring them on the show that's potentially 10,000 people that may watch or listen to my show you know and I I don't view them as a rival it's and for me that has been a hard mindset to really get out of because I've done martial arts for so long and it's you you start no matter when you're going to tournaments, you know, wh- whoever you're going to fight, even if it's your best friend, they're they're your rival. They're your competition. You know, you may be training together. You may be best friends. But when you're on that mat, that that's not saying that's your enemy, but that's your competition right there. You want that gold medal. You're going to beat them for it. You know, friendship aside. But then when you're out of the ring, you know, your best friends and all that stuff. So that that has been a hard transition for me. Um, and it's taken me a while and, you know, I've met some really good people along the way of my content creation journey. There's people that I've talked to for over two years now that I consider good friends. You know, there's Mark from life begins at 20. There's Matt from total MTG, John from they said, we said, and many others that I talk to on a daily basis, you know, more than my actual friends I have in real life. Um, you know, so it's, it's tough. Trying not to view them as rivals because you may make the same kind of content, you know. And like I said, don't don't view. Try not to view them as your rivals, but sometimes it's hard, you know, because in a way you are competing for other people's attention, and some, and that's just the plain Jane of it all. Um, one of the things that I mentioned earlier. Uh, that before in the other section was learn what others are doing and use it as your foundation. Um, don't need to go into anything more. Try new things and experiment. Um, as I talked about before when I did that Star Trek episode, it failed. It failed bad. When I go look at the analytics of it now, it still hasn't broken a thousand downloads. It's like sitting at 800 something. It's like episode 80 something. I don't remember exactly. And it failed bad. But you know, I wasn't afraid to try I, There's still a lot of things I'm not a... I'm not afraid to try new things on this podcast and if they work they work if they don't oh well you know I enjoy it I sing on the podcast um I do stupid little skits I haven't done a skit in a long time but well just the the other week when I did the Don Zuby skit you know and you know and it's (laughs) try it who cares you know if people don't like it oh well did you enjoy it awesome cool then you you did good um Another thing that I see a lot of new content creators do, and, and even ones that have been around for a while, is they're afraid to ask for things. You know, um, Preview cards is a good example. I had been asking for a preview card for well over a year before I finally got one. my first one being in Dominaria, and I had been asking over and over and over again. I didn't quit. I got no response for like a year until Dominaria came out, and You know, it's (laughs) I I feel like I got really lucky with that. But, you know, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask for things. And you never know the what's the worst that's going to happen. You're going to get told no. Oh, well, okay, move on. Um, And another thing is, as I said earlier, don't be afraid to fail because guess what? You will fail. You will fail at doing something. You will fail at making a good episode. you you'll get so frustrated with it, you'll just be like, "What's the point? Why am I doing this? And that leads into um, the next thing is not only, and like I said, you're competing, you are competing against others, especially for audience attention, but you're also competing against yourself. Can you make a better episode next week? Can you make a better video next week? Yes, go do it then. Try and learn some techniques, you know, maybe add some new little flair like, hey, maybe you added a lens flare in the video. Hey, that's really cool. We're J.J. Abrams now. Right. Um, You know, learn new techniques, strive to make better content, whatever that may be. Just try it. You know, if you fail at that, cool. But at least you tried. Right. You know, there's there's Yoda's all do or do not. There is no try. You know, you either did try something else or you didn't. And if you failed at that, try it again. Do something different. Figure out why you failed. Um, Don't become complacent. It's so easy. Like, I've been doing the show for over two years. It's so easy to just be complacent. And yeah, there have been some weeks where I had no idea of what I wanted to talk about. So I just took the easy route. And yeah, it's super easy to do that, right? I could keep doing that. I didn't have to do a whole episode where I talk about how to make a podcast or how to make content. I wanted to do it because one I enjoy talking about it and two, you know, I want to tell others how to do it too. You know, may- maybe this will spark one listener to start their own podcast or start, you know, writing articles or doing YouTube videos. If I got one person doing that after listening to this episode, then I've done my job. You know, because I I love mentoring people and giving them advice. It's like, I'll, you ask me any question on how to do anything, I'll freaking, you know, go out of my way to help you and all that stuff. Um, for the most part, (laughs) depends on what you're asking, by the way. Um, but yeah, you know what? And the the next part for this is growth takes time. Now, there are some people that they start a new YouTube channel and they are extremely lucky to where they made a video at the right place at the right time and boom, it takes off and it goes viral and they get thousands of subscribers overnight. And that happens, right? You know, but that doesn't happen to everybody. It didn't happen to me. It's still like, I'm still struggling to get downloads every week. Um, You know, I'm still struggling to really break what I call that invisible brick wall to take this podcast to the next level. And I'm trying, there's, a lot of things I have working in the background where I'm trying to take this to the next level that I haven't discussed before and I'm still not going to discuss it yet but it's, it's tough it's tough to really try to break through because you'll hit a plateau in growth you may see a lot of growth in the beginning to where you start a new channel and hey it's getting a lot of good feedback and then boom you just hit a brick wall why did you hit that brick wall is it something in your content that's not getting new people watching it Is it something that you're doing all of a sudden? Is there a change in your personality where people are maybe it's off putting to people or you're just not resonating with people anymore? You know, what is that? And sometimes it drives me crazy because especially the past few months, when I look at my downloads for my podcast, it has been less than the previous year. And I can't figure out why I feel like I have. In terms of podcast success, I feel like I've been more successful than ever this year in terms of getting recognition from Wizards of the Coast and from Channel Fireball and from other um, outlets as well too, but my downloads aren't showing that and it's been driving me crazy. Why? Why is it all of a sudden just plateauing and I'm constantly trying to figure out new things and there are some days it just drives me crazy. There is luck involved with content creation. It's Not everyone is going to make it big. Not everyone's going to hit, you know, the top of the mountain. But so then what you need to do for that is you need to come up with goals for yourself. One of the things I've talked about and what I've talked about on martial arts as well, too, is do not start with a large goal only to become discouraged when you fail at that goal. Start with a small goal, a small one, complete that goal and move on to the next one. And you can come up with those little goals, write them down if you need to, you know, you know, my goal, my next goal is to try to consistently get over 2000 downloads per episode. And sometimes, sometimes that happens some weeks, other weeks it doesn't. And, you know, I, I, I can't place the reason why sometimes. And, you know, and that's why I'm trying these video podcasts as well, too, to see if this helps me in the YouTube game as well. So, its Growth takes time, and sometimes you won't get any growth, and sometimes you need to look back and look at your analytics, your stats, and figure out, hey, what am I doing wrong? Maybe there's nothing you're doing wrong. Maybe you're doing everything right, but you're just it just doesn't happen for you, and th- that happens. So the next topic for that that I want to get into is burnout and fatigue. Burnout is very real. I'm feeling some personal magic burnout from the game. Not from doing this podcast. I love doing this podcast. But I have definitely felt some magic burnout the past few weeks. And it's there are times where I just don't want to play. Like, I forced myself to go to that M19 pre-release. And I really didn't even want to go, to be honest. It's a new set. I should be excited about the new set, right? But I wasn't. I'm more excited about Commander 2018. But the new set, I just... And I I haven't even brought myself to even go on Magic Online. Like, I tried to play Commander the other day on Magic Online. Someone freaking immediately targeted me, like, turn two. And I'm like, forget this. I don't even want to deal with this now. Because it was going to be one of those games where I'm going to be the target of everything. Because I'm playing crew fix, And, you know, so I'm just like, whatever. I I don't feel like dealing with it. And it's... (sighs) I can't even bring myself to organize any cards right now. And usually I love organizing cards to where it's just something to do. Right. And it's real. So what I recommend for that is take a break. There's no nothing wrong with taking a break from just content creation. Take a break from magic. Take a break from games. Take a break from whatever it is you're working on. You know, do something else. Go outside, do exercise, trim some trees and fight some spider nests like I've been doing. Um, Do something else to take your mind off it. Read a book, read a book that's not related to what you're doing. You know, um, what I have found that's helped me a lot because I have done, I've been on this diet for three months now. I've been doing a fasting diet and I've lost over 20 pounds on it. And what I've also started including finally in the past few weeks is exercise because I did try exercising, but then I pulled my hamstring because I'm stupid. So I had to wait a month before I could even start exercising again. And I can't do weightlifting anymore um, because I've got carpal tunnel in this hand and I've got a bad shoulder here. And so any kind of weightlifting at all is out of the question for me until I get that shoulder fixed. I could do legs all I want and core. It's like, I can do that at home. Why pay for a gym for that? So exercise, exercise has been great. I've been doing so much cardio and jump rope and, you know, plyometrics. And I've been doing a lot of martial arts workout as well, too. And I've been doing yoga. Um, Yoga is so good for just getting the stretching and flexibility done. And it's hard. And then I've been meditating as well, too, after at the end of each exercise. And it's just been really good to clear my mind and just come refreshed with it. Another thing that I'll do sometimes is I'll take a step away from social media. I won't, you know, you may not see me on Twitter or Facebook that day because it's even though I may check it once in a while, it's like I'm just going to step away and not post anything and just be like, I can't take it, especially when there's some freaking magic drama happening again. And not just the usual, you know, he who must not be named drama. I mean, something else happened and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I, I, I can't handle it right now and take a step away take a step away from the computer You know there, there's nothing wrong with that um, and the last thing to remember when it comes to content creation unless you were getting paid for content and doing content creation is your job and your livelihood for most of us it's not and remember no one is forcing you to make content take a break if you need to content creation is a very thankless job but when you do get praise and Acceptance for it when someone tells you like, "Hey, I really enjoyed your episode." That means a lot, and I, I, I've said this many times, and I feel like I don't say it enough. That I don't, I, I feel like maybe I take my listeners for granted, and maybe they feel that I don't appreciate them enough. But I do appreciate each and every one of you that does download the podcast and listen all the way through and listen to my ramblings because it's I ramble a lot. Um, I do appreciate it. I, I really do. Thank you all for listening and. Um, and just watching now too, if, if I do get more watchers and I, I do appreciate it. And so that was my, my little long rambling speech about content creation. And I hope you learned something from and learn like my process of what I've done to start and what I do, you know, now today, what I do every day. I mean, a lot of my process has not changed at all. For how I do content creation from the beginning to what I do now in terms of you know show prep and all that, so now I have some questions that um, I need to answer as far as content creation goes for this episode. Uh, first one is from Austin Kreider or Kreider. I'm sure I'm think it's Kreider. So he asks, what kind of pre production work goes into producing a podcast? Equipment choices, editing software, target market branding and design choice. How do you choose your subject for an upcoming episode scheduling? So what kind of pre-production work goes into a podcast? So first of all, any kind of pre-production work is figuring out a topic that I want to talk about. And as I mentioned earlier before is just writing down show notes of what I want to do. Um, what what am I going to talk about this week? Am I going to talk about you know the latest news? Or am I going to talk about a deck that I've built that I really want to talk about? It's It really mm. depends and there may be some really important news going on that I may not talk about until the following week because there's an episode I'd rather do or an, or a person I'd rather interview. So the kind of pre-production work is I'm so used to making an episode each week that uh some weeks I will plan an episode like so pretty probably tomorrow um, after I'm done recording this. So I'm recording this on a Tuesday night. And so tomorrow, which is going to be Wednesday, um, I'm probably already going to start work on next week's episode in terms of what I want to talk about and just try to figure out some ideas or do I want to interview someone? So a lot of the pre-production work is just trying to figure out a topic. Um, Equipment choices. So it really depends on what kind of money you want to spend. Um, My beginning budget setup was I bought a budget mic, $60 mic, and then I spent 20 bucks on a windscreen and pop filter then I think another 10 or 20 bucks on a mic arm for my desk. And it was maybe about a hundred bucks. And then I use audacity for the software and the podcast provider is free. So it's, I I'm pretty cheap, right? Um, and just ask my wife, I'm, I'm a pretty cheap person. So it's, um, it's really, Try to start off cheap and then eventually, I should have updated my mic a long time ago. It's just I've just now updated it a few months ago. So, um, editing software, um, so I think he meant to put a comma. So, editing software, I use Audacity, it's free, has a lot of good plugins, a lot of good, um, you know, tutorials out there. And, um, if for a more advanced audio person, I'd probably look at GarageBand for Mac and I know there's other um, software out there, too. I I don't know it, but for if you're a novice like I am, Audacity is perfectly fine. Um, Target market, so that comes into what I talked about in the beginning, is what kind of podcast do you want to make? You know, since my show is more geared towards general magic, I probably am targeted more towards the casual players more than anything, and... So, but there are some episodes that you know commander players may enjoy more than popper players, or I may talk about popper as a format, and or I may talk about standard as a format. So, it's really, really dependent. So, if you're gonna make a format-specific podcast for Magic, um, you know, more power to you. But I just couldn't do it. So, my target audience is more casual players, more than anything. But but it should also be appealing to you know somewhat. Serious to competitive players as well too depending on who I have on the podcast as well Um, you know branding and design choice Um, so I guess I'm trying to understand what branding and design choice means so the branding in terms of logos or the branding of the podcast so like I said when I first started the podcast I wanted to be more for you're a casual player going to being to being more competitive Um, obviously that's changed as time's gone on and it's I've branded it more to be more casual, more than anything, you know, for the the any kind of magic player can listen to. And it's that's been a conscious choice for a while now. And it's I don't think it's something that I'm going to be changing anytime soon. How do I choose a subject for an upcoming episode? So as I mentioned before, I have my well of ideas. I have a whole sheet that I have just what are topics I can talk about that are related to magic. And if I can't think of an episode that I want to talk about right off the top of my head, then I go to that well of ideas and figure out, hmm, you know, maybe I can finally talk about my cube. You know, it may not be the most exciting episode for some people, but hey, you know, for those people that really do enjoy cube and they want to hear about my cube, there I go. Um, So how I really choose an episode is really I'll just be sitting and thinking somewhere and, and I just write it down and then I just start writing down ideas for it um, as far as scheduling goes um, when I have a guest um, obviously I try to schedule that either at night or on the weekends depending on you know where they are uh, when I've had people from over in the UK on it's obviously a little bit tougher to schedule because of the time difference um, so it's just and that's why I try not to do a whole lot of interview episodes. Now, there are times where I do a whole slew of interview episodes, right? And But what I stop doing those because I get tired of the logistics of it. I get tired of having to schedule it all. And there are some nights where I just want to get in front of this mic and just blah, talk, right? So, um, so scheduling can be tough. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad I don't have a co-host for this. Because it would be a pain in the butt to have to schedule it and you know, if I can't get my co host on, then, you know, you're you're only getting half a half a host, pretty much, or you're getting half a show. You're not getting the full thing. So there you go, Austin. I hope that answered some questions. Um I feel like a lot of those I've talked about previously, but I hope that helps you out there. Um John Dunning from They Said We Said also attend Street Hooligans, aka Hive Mine, aka Oh, what, the, what other shows does he do? Some other Walking Dead thing. I don't know. Whatever Walking Dead is. All right. Um, how important is social media to becoming a successful podcaster slash YouTube personality? Um, you know, there are some people that are, you know, really popular in the podcasting community and YouTube community that don't really use social media. So is it super important? No. I feel it's important if you want to engage in the community and get yourself noticed out there, especially if you start a podcast or YouTube and you're a nobody like I am. You know, it's pretty important because you want to start engaging with the community and getting people to know you out there, right? Um so it's it can be tough. And then then John asks, "How do you keep a professional with so many outside distractions?" Well, you know I'm not the most professional person, John, but it's um it's tough. There like I've said before, uh what I mentioned earlier is there're just some days I have to stay away from Twitter because I will st- I may say something that will get me in trouble with my sponsors and I'm just like, "Nope, not going to do it." And that comes with maturity as well too because it's not the easiest thing because I see a lot of people who just speak their mind On Twitter, and I'm like, it's probably not the smartest thing to do sometimes, especially if you don't have a lockdown Twitter account and your employer can just look at it, right? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely hard some days. And then, those some days where it's hard, you just got to stay away from the Twitters and the Facebooks, man. Um, Especially with the political climate as it is, it's just stay away, you get away from it. Um, And so, the last question of the night and probably my favorite one and i really wanted to talk about this is nicole from bad wolf mtg uh asked how do you maintain a balance between content creation actually playing magic and the other things in life family job career i'm still trying to figure this one out so that is something that is very tough um as i mentioned before i'm not even really playing a lot of magic right now but and this is going to be different for a lot of people, and I have to really thank my wife for this because she is, you know, the best wife I've ever had. The only wife I've ever had. Um, <laughs> But she and I are the type of person where we need our alone time, right? We're both introverts, okay? Um. And we need our alone time away from each other it's not to say we don't spend any time together because especially on the weekends we'll go out and do stuff with the kids and we'll do stuff together you know et cetera, et cetera. and but she understands that especially when i had an lgs here she understood that i just need that one night a week where i just need to go out and be with my friends and play some magic right i'm not going out and drinking and partying and getting drunk and high and all that stuff but i'm going out and playing magic and and she has her days and nights where she wants to go out and do stuff. So I'm like, okay. So we plan for each other to have a night to ourselves, And sometimes that may be two nights on the weekend, you know, Friday and Saturday, depending on what's going on. And then we make sure we plan and schedule time together with our kids and with each other and go from there so that's something that's taken time and not everybody's relationship can be like that but since we are both introverts we need that time apart from each other we need that time to recharge by ourselves um, So how I balance all that is you know pretty much I don't record until nighttime I would love to do more content creation like more videos um, stream more on Twitch but it's it's so hard and it's sometimes the podcast, itself is so much work you know and and not just the recording and editing of it it's everything else after that is can be so much work and I just I don't want to do anything else sometimes I tried really hard to do some deck tech videos earlier this year and before and it's just I can't get it done and I mean like I can get it done but then my podcast is going to suffer my podcast is my bread and butter right I don't want to um you know, have my podcast suffer because I want to do a little deck tech, I'll do the deck tech in the podcast. And then now that I have the video, you know, I can do more stuff with that too, with deck techs. Um, you know, how do I balance that? How do I balance this with a full time job? You know, I work my career, I work, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50, sometimes 60 hours a week. And I am lucky enough to where I can work from home if I want. And sometimes with the perks at work and home, I can also work on maybe some content on the side if I'm not too busy. Um, and I also do have a lot of perks to where when it's not busy season, I can, you know, go home early and all that stuff. Like I try to go home early Fridays because I do know, um, you know, maybe Monday through Thursday, I worked late until seven, eight o'clock every night. And, you know, hey, I get to leave early on Friday at three o'clock or something and boom, I can go and go go to some fnm so i mean it's tough especially during my busy busy season at work it's it's very tough and that's why it it gets hard to want to do extra content on the side because of my job and i just get so exhausted with it and plus having to maintain a house and um making sure i spend time with the kids as well too it's tough especially on the weekends it's you know by the time i get home it's you know I usually have chores I gotta do whether that's outside or and it's chores that I put upon myself not that my wife because she knows like most times she just wants me to come home and not do anything I'm like nope I gotta get gotta get stuff done because I'm of that mindset of I can't do nothing until I earn it you know um, I gotta work on that mindset but it's tough there, there are some days some weeks where it's just like I feel like I have no time for anything I don't even have time for this sometimes and I can just squeeze out a podcast and it may not be the best podcast and it's um it's tough and i know nicole you have a baby um it does get easier when your children are a little bit more grown up i've got a 15 and 9 year old both daughters and they're both self sufficient and can take care of themselves so they're not you know i don't have to feed them breakfast lunch dinner you know i don't you know what i mean i don't have to they, they can make their own meals if they want to now especially my 15 year old she's starting to cook and you know experiment with that it cook with cooking and baking and you know and and hey that's always fine you know your 15 year old cooks you dinner and hey awesome um and then you know there you're not having to constantly watch them as well too because that was a thing that was really tough when my kids were younger is you know you're having to watch them all the time you can't really do anything and then you know just to travel anywhere feels like a big chore um yeah so it's, it's something I'm working on. And like I said, when your kids get older, Nicole, it gets easier. It does get easier. And that's not to say that I don't spend time with them or anything. The weekends, we always make sure we try to go and do something at least one one of the days out of the weekend. Usually, my plans for weekends is we have one day that's for fun. And then the other day is for cleaning. And it switches off on what day is my cleaning day. And then, of course, I go a little OCD obsessive. And my wife gets mad at me. And I'm like, I can't stop cleaning. I, got, I can't stop. But so I hope that answers that question um, wow this episode went on a lot longer than I thought um, yeah so I hope you all enjoyed this episode um, I had a really fun time talking about it and I really hope you enjoyed it and like I said if this helps at least one person out there then I did my job and I hope you all enjoyed it and I don't think I have anything else to talk about I think you guys have talked me out if, you, if you're if you watching the video I'm freaking tired as hell right now oh man um, yeah so have a great night everybody um, you know you can find Magic Azubi on what I mentioned in the beginning of episode iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher TuneIn Radio, um, Twitter at Magic Azubi, Facebook.com slash Magic Azubi, Patreon.com slash Magic Azubi. check out LegitMTG and Manatraders.com um, there are sponsors and much love to them shout outs alright Uh, Have a great night, everybody.